Listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820 brings you Alive for More, a dialogue with Catholic young adults produced by AM820 to encourage and inspire the universal call to holiness. And now, Alive for More. Welcome back to Alive for More. My name is Kayla Walton, and I am joined in the studio with Father Nick Ventura, Trisha Casson and Joel Yarmish. And before we get started, Father Ventura, would you like to open us up in prayer? Certainly. Let us begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord, you give us many signs of your wonder and love. Help us to understand the true sign of your love, especially seen in the covenant of marriage between a man and woman. Give us the grace of humble and docile of hearts after the heart of your blessed mother as we pray. Hail Mary, full of grace, grace. the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Blessed Mother, pray for us. St. Joseph, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you so much, Father Ventura. As you hinted at just a little bit, we are talking today about marriages and weddings in particular. And this is an extremely, extremely exciting topic for me. Um, I love wedding coordinating. I think that, you know, just as every young girl does, I saw the movie The Wedding Planner. And although I don't necessarily agree with many things that happen in the movie, um, you know, the first five minutes is, I think, what every girl wants to be. I've never seen The Wedding Planner. Okay, let me just paint the picture for you. (laughs) This girl has all of everything together. You know, she's helping the bride. She has basically like a tool belt on underneath her blazer. And it has everything you might need from mints to cotton balls to everything. And she just has the whole wedding day down and um you know that as growing up i thought that's what weddings are all about having someone who knows what she's doing mm-hmm. and uh, you know it wasn't until obviously until i got older that i realized weddings are so much more than that um and of course my heart still leaps just a little bit at those elements but you know weddings are such beautiful and joyous occasions and i've never i've never been married myself but from all the weddings that i've seen you know there's just there's nothing more beautiful than a wedding, you know. I mean, they're actually really beautiful things too. But yeah, I was going to say, it's there's very, a lot of very high things. up there. Yeah. Very high up there. <laughs> I think to disclaim, Kayla said every young girl has watched that and wanted to be that woman. Is that what you said? I did. I, I, I am a woman, and I have never wanted that. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Dude, I so I'm 26 years old, and I still watch it. And to this day, I still want to be so her. So I think to defend to defend Kayla's position, I think um, as you get older, and if that thought's still with you. It's that so many people see this wedding as a make-or-break scenario. Like, this wedding is going to be the first day that you're perceived of as a a couple for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's like the first day. It's that transition between dating to being married, and they want to set such a, I guess, a great precedent for the way their relationship's going to go. So I think that, I guess, could lead or could be STEM. And I think a good uh, progression of this discussion, we could talk about like the wedding day, the kind of the elements present in there. We can talk about the sacrament of marriage, mm-hmm. what what's actually happening, not just like the external, the beautiful externals that mm-hmm. kind of talk about the inward reality. We can talk about the actual married life because we actually have one person who is married in the studio right now. Present. Well, Two, technically, if you count our producer, but he doesn't have a microphone. Um, (laughs) And then we can also talk about the marriage preparation. What's involved for a 
for two Catholics or a Catholic to be married, kind of mm-hmm. like that end of things. Yeah. So, I mean, it's I, a very I've, beautiful topic. I've heard that um, today young adults are spending too much time planning the day yeah. instead of planning the rest of their life. Exactly. They, they think, <laughs> okay, if this is... I mean, not to pick on Joel here, but like one thing that he said is like, this is the first time everybody's going to see our relationship for the rest of our mm-hmm. lives. Not true because who you are on your wedding day is not who you're going to be 50 years from now. Mm-hmm. Um, your relationship is going to grow. It's going to change. It's going to be beautiful, but it's not going to be the same as it was on your wedding day. Uh, yeah, it, but the wedding day is important. And how can yeah. we know that the wedding day is important? Well, I'm sure there are plenty of reasons, but the one that comes to mind is who knows what I'm thinking of. I don't Jesus's my... first miracle. Okay. What was that? Well, the wedding no, the wedding the first Canaan. time, yeah, that we um, that Jesus you publicly, know, manifest, publicly, publicly manifests his divinity, um, and it's the wedding feast of Cana, and that is when um, he multiplies the wine. And why does not he... multiply? Changes water changes... into wine. Oh my golly! <laughs> 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 okay. Anyways, um, uh, so. And why does he do this? Because his dear mother asks him, which is a whole other beautiful story. But nonetheless, it shows us that, and the catechism also tells us that it, this, this, you know, the fact that Jesus chose to manifest his divinity publicly for the first time in a wedding illustrates the, you know, the com- confirms the goodness of marriage, confirms yeah. the goodness of marriage. And just marriage is a natural thing for men and women to enter into. But in the church, I, I'm delaying Kayla here. She's getting more <laughs> and more excited. <laughs> on the I'm, edge of my seat right now. <laughs> I, I, I promise this is the last thing I want to say, then I want to turn it over to you, Kayla. The, the, it's natural for men and women to get married. Mm-hmm. to uh, and One man and one woman to be married to one another. It's a natural thing. But Christ elevates that to the level of a sacrament. Absolutely. To make it a visible sign of the mm-hmm. love he has for his church. And Father... For, tell me if I'm wrong, but for every sacrament, the priest administers the sacrament. Yeah. But in the sacrament of marriage, the married the, couple administers the are sacrament. Are the ministers of the sacrament. Could you explain Can, that? So they are, are co-ministers. They kind of... Well, Joel, you got married. What did Father David Shuck... Let's show off what he taught you uh, about the sacrament of marriage. Um, I mean, I think... <laughs> I'm having a great joy. I think, <laughs> I think you sewed it up perfectly. Um in most of the sac- the other sacraments, the priest confers the sacrament on to you, the recipient. But um, in marriage, uh, Kelly, my wife Kelly, and I confer the sacrament on onto each mm-hmm. other. Yeah, you make a vow to each other, and mm-hmm. the priest is just the witness. Now, Kayla, and, okay, great. Uh, here's the edge. There we <laughs> okay, go, Kayla. Thank you for allowing me to be alive for more. Yes. Um, you're listening to Alive for More on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. <laughs> you can listen to us Thursdays at noon or Sundays at 3 or online on demand at stgabrielradio.com. And as everyone in the studio probably just saw, I was like on the or edge heard, of my seat heard, or heard. I was heard. on the edge of my seat for the last, you know, five minutes wanting to just spew my heart out um, about how much I love weddings. But I think that, you know, one of the one of the great beauties of a wedding day, besides obviously, you know, a couple who loves each other um, and our Lord being present is just the amount of love that is shown to two people. You know, you think about mm-hmm. your life and no matter whether it's a graduation day or a baptism or, you know, any other big event in your life, you have people around you who love you, but probably at no other time than your funeral and your wedding. Do you have as many people there for the sole reason of simply supporting you and loving you. And in all of the weddings that I've helped with, I think that that just brings my heart so much joy is that, you know, seeing the bride and seeing her three, four, ten bridesmaids who they're only... Ten? Yes. I've seen... Actually, I've seen 12 or 13. Actually, I've seen 13. Anyways, besides the point. So I've helped with a lot of weddings. 
Anyways, so, you know, just seeing them and their their one their one responsibility is just to love that woman. And I see the groommen, the groomsmen, you know, just being with a groom and simply loving them. And I see all of the people in the congregation who stand up when the brides come when the bride comes in simply to acknowledge her presence and you know just like what love what love is shown mm-hmm. to the bride and groom not just the bride and the groom showing love to each other but just the outpouring of love and support and what better way to start a new life than with all of that love that's beautiful and to look at it from another dr- way too um you Kaylee, you were saying when in our lives will we have an opportunity to have all everybody who loves us around us but also like for those of us who aren't called to the priesthood, when are we going to have an opportunity in our lives again to invite those who we care about and those who we love? You mean marriage? What? You said priesthood. Yeah, no, because it will. Because <laughs> the, here's what I'm getting at. When will we ever get the opportunity again to invite people to celebrate the Holy Eucharist, mm-hmm. right? And to mm-hmm. have that FaceTime with Jesus Christ himself. Um yeah. And like, that's so beautiful, right? A Catholic marriage, like you are inviting family members who maybe are fallen away Catholic friends who have never seen Jesus in the Eucharist to see him for the first time. And what a gift as a layperson to mm-hmm. be able to take that opportunity um, to invite the faithful to meet Jesus in the Eucharist. Um, also, you know, just <laughs> why do I know that weddings are important? Because my dad is this like big hunting <laughs> beer belly kind of stoic man. And some of the only times I've seen him cry are at weddings. Yeah. <laughs> Ever since I was a little girl, I knew that there must be something special because dad's always crying. And <laughs> I, if I had to take a guess, um, you know, you gain your your understanding of weddings, um, you know, probably through experience going to see other people's weddings. But what completely changed my perspective of weddings, and we touched on this earlier, um, is wedding preparation. Mm-hmm. There's a time you you prepare. It's, it's something that you work one-on-one with your wife. Um, obviously there's a, a priest there or a deacon, someone there who's, who's guiding you through it. But, um, the wedding preparation process is such a fruitful process. Um, yeah. and it is a process and that is something we have to remember is that it's not a, um, it's not a cookie cutter because each couple is unique. I'm sure as you found mm-hmm. out, you discovered things about your wife mm-hmm. that you may have not known about unless you had gone through that. Yeah. And one of the most eye opening things about this is we talk about how beautiful weddings are and how wonderful and how loving and all this stuff is there but what i think is lost and what never really my eyes were never really open to it until going through the wedding prep process is how scary wedding um getting married can actually be (laughs) i mean there's um i read a book um that was called uh it's escaping me now uh love and war i believe is what it was called um and it was just saying that you know you as a man preparing for marriage you are making this promise to protect this woman and do everything you can to get this woman to heaven and you've committed your lives to each other and um it's terrifying because you're accepting a huge responsibility you are no longer living for yourself which we were all um i guess selfishly that's what we all want to do is self-preservation and you're saying no i don't want to preserve myself anymore it's my wife it's us it's us together and it's a huge it's a daunting task to accept and I think too, Joel, you alluded to you know the wedding, the wedding planning process. And I think that there's a difference between wedding planning and marriage preparation. Mm-hmm. And I think that you know um, I'll never forget. I was talking to a girl that I was helping with her wedding, and she said, you know, my husband, my fiance, and I have to be very careful that we don't become business partners the last two months of our engagement. Mm-hmm. You know, and just she really, I was so thankful that she realized this, and she was okay with talking about it. 
but she really was able to take a step back and realize, okay, like, yes, there, there are two different categories. One is marriage preparation, which has to do with, you know, tackling those difficult conversations, speaking with a priest, you know, growing spiritually together. But then there's also the wedding prep, the wedding planning, which, you know, has to do with a lot of logistics and it's necessary. But, you know, in the big scheme of things, make sure that during throughout all of that, that you're not seeking a business partner, that you're seeking a spouse. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And I mean, as I kind of talked about before, it's like it's not a cookie cutter. Each relationship mm-hmm. is unique. And all too often in our society, and I know it's very exciting, weddings are probably one of the most beautiful things many people experience. As Kayla's talked about, it is a beautiful sight. But there's a dangerous pitfall of making it seem like, oh, we need to show uh, how much money we have. We need to make it a destination wedding. When, and, because, and the reason there's nothing wrong with making a beautiful reception or having a beautiful church or having a beautiful wedding party. There's nothing inherently wrong with that. Mm-hmm. But when it's missing the sight of what is actually important here is that Jesus Christ is at the center of this endeavor. Mm-hmm. Um, just an, as, as an example, like an example of what not to do or what sometimes is missing is that like uh when you get so excited planning for the wedding where i witnessed a rehearsal once where someone said oh um for the picture we need to get that thing out of the way and the priest looked at him and was like what thing oh that big that big table up there we have to move that's for the pictures you mean the altar yeah that needs to move and he said no you need to leave the church right now because right. this is a <laughs> yeah. sacramental reality this isn't a photo mm-hmm. op Right. Um, so it's the, if you if you miss that you're you're kind of I'm not saying it's irrecoverable or somehow mm-hmm. going to fall apart, but you need to have Christ at the center of your life when you're entering into such an important. You're making a vow to God, a permanent vow, not something that's like oh if I when as long as we don't get bored with each other. And I feel like in our society it's, there's a big danger in that. And um, that's why when I see marriage, um, I see a, I see a lot of humility. I see what I see are a couple saying we're not strong enough to do this on our own because we are selfish. We are internally focused. Um, I love my wife. I love that, that's I'm the person getting married. I love my husband. I love my wife, or I love my fiance. But I realize that I need the strength of God because there's going to be things that are attacking us. The devil's going to be attacking us. Mm-hmm. The devil wants to tear us apart, wants us to not be happy. So um, that's why I see the sacrament as, as such an act of humility. Mm-hmm. I guess right now I'm kind of really curious. Um, well, before we do that, what are we listening to, Kayla? We're listening to a live from more on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. You can listen to us Thursdays at noon, Sundays at 3, or online on demand at stgabrielradio.com. And a, a kind of discussion point I want to bring up, as young adults, we've all kind of been in different weddings mm-hmm. and seen kind of mm-hmm. all the whole spectrum of things. For a Catholic wedding, mm-hmm. what are the things that kind of you see as like, wow, that was beautiful, like Christ-centered? Like, Kayla, you've been a, a wedding planner at a lot of different things. What are some things that, like, as young adults we see and, like, are good things, like, we'd love to see more of? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that, you know, going just kind of to introduce that that whole topic mm-hmm. of beautiful moments and weddings. I was just sharing with um, the people in the studio that I helped with a wedding last weekend. And, um, you know, I got there and 15 minutes after I got there, we had probably seven problems. And, you know, the flowers came early, but there wasn't a cake topper and the groomsmen were 30 minutes late and the groom was nowhere to be found. And 
the bride was 45 minutes late and it was just, you know, a couple things after another. And I, in my mind, I'm thinking, wow, like we have a lot that we need to take care of. And I look over at the mother of the bride and I just say, how are you doing? And she said, she just looked at me and with the biggest smile, she said, nothing is going to disturb my peace. She said, there are two people who love each other and Jesus is here and they're getting married. Mm. And, you know, that just snapped me back into the reality of, you're right, like what what needs to happen is going to happen. And it just really it helped me to see like what was beautiful and important about that day. Mm-hmm. Amen. I've had the great honor of being a bridesmaid in plenty of weddings. And um, your question, Father Ventura, is what is beautiful about a Catholic wedding? And just some things that have struck me about various weddings that I've been in. Um, one thing that uh, two, a few brides have done this where they had an Eucharist in, at the rehearsal dinner mm-hmm. before their rehearsal dinner, they had an optional Eucharistic holy hour and confession. Mm-hmm. So they had an opportunity for the whole bridal party to receive the sacrament of confession and just pray together in front of our Lord Jesus Christ. And that's such a beautiful way, you know, to purify your mind and your heart and your body before such a big event. Yeah. yeah. Um, another thing is, um, this some of like actually this is one of my favorite memories of me and my sister, but also just at plenty of weddings I've been in where the bridesmaids pray with the bride right before mm-hmm. she walks down the aisle, um, and you know pray with her, pray for, pray over her, pray like for intercession of the saints and angels, and just a fruitful, happy marriage. And um, it's been such an emotional, just beautiful time that I, I've experienced in Catholic weddings. Um, and also, Joel, not to embarrass you, but something that's worth mentioning if that I thought was beautiful that I've had a few Catholic friends do. Instead of doing the garter, mm-hmm. where like, you know, the man throws the woman's garter, um, Joel actually washed his wife's feet. Uh, so just as Jesus washed his apostles' feet on Holy Thursday, um, Joel, you know, got on his hand, his knees and washed his wife's feet, just showing that I'm here to serve Kelly for the rest of my life. And that was also just something that was so beautiful in a Catholic wedding. Yeah, and I mean it's it's little things like that that bring out that whole thing. I know Archbishop Fulton Sheen has this book called "It Takes Three to Marry," mm-hmm. um, the man, the woman, and God. Because mm-hmm. if if God is not present in that marriage, there's a big mm-hmm. piece missing. It's gonna fail by ourselves. We're gonna screw up. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah, Kayla. And one of my other favorite parts, I actually don't think that I've told anyone about this ever. So there's no time like now to. On (laughs) air, in front of your thousands of closest (laughs) friends. (laughs) Um, But one of my favorite moments in a wedding is actually when the groom receives the ring. Because, you know, growing Mm -hmm. up, I always, I just, I loved seeing, you know, when right after men got married, because that was like the final outward sign of everything that was happening, you know. A woman when she's re- when she receives her engagement ring, that's a big deal. And when she receives her wedding ring, that it, it's a big deal. But she already had a ring on that finger. But when you look at that at that man, it's that it's that final step of you. You are no longer just yours. You know, mm-hmm. you are you are committed. And I I I love seeing that. And it always at every wedding, it like somehow takes my breath away. You know, every mm-hmm. time seeing that man, you know, at at communion time with his ring on, just like. Mm-hmm. Hey, this is it. This happened. And you know? it's and weddings, at least in my experience, I, I've never actually had the opportunity to witness a wedding yet. But by the time you hear the show, I might have. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Pray for me. Officially um, witness. He's seen weddings. I've seen weddings. Right. <laughs> officially witness as like the guy saying, yep, you guys got married. Um, we'll talk about it in just a second. But one of my uh, the unique things is that you see the groom get emotional. Like even like these macho, like stoic kind of guys when you're up close and personal and they're putting the ring on their wife's finger or they're receiving the ring, 
they nine times out of ten, I've seen the groom get emotional, start mm-hmm. get teary eyed, mm-hmm. and just um, they have a hard time saying the words of uh, of the vow. Not because they're afraid of it, but it's just it's such a beautiful moment, mm-hmm. and it's. I mean, I, I think it's cool. Like it's just that. Yeah. Um, not just cool, but you know, I'm a guy. I have like a hard really time. Great. Yeah, I, I have a hard like time really expressing these things. Yeah. So, and uh, so, okay, talking about how the man and woman confer the sacrament on one another, and I said witness a wedding, not seeing, <laughs> but as an official witness, the church has a vested interest in healthy marriages, in good marriages, in whole marriages, because families are the foundation block of society. Joel, yeah, do yeah. you happen to know what Jesus is, or what God's first commandment to man was in the Bible? Go forth, be fruitful, and mar- multiply. Be fruitful and multiply, yeah, exactly. Um, and that's, I think, so impor- such an important part of, um, I guess, the, um, the essence of marriage. And that's why the church is so... I think why it's so important to the fabric of the church and why marriage we're, we have such a vested interest yeah, in marriage. And the church wants to make sure these things are healthy. So, yes, the man and woman confer the sacrament on one another in a Catholic wedding, but you have a, an official representative of the church to say, yes, this person is actually making their vows validly. Yes, they know what they're entering into mm-hmm. as kind of like that affidavit saying, yep. This is good. Mm -hmm. This is a good thing. They know what they're getting into because, let's face it, you can get emotional on your wedding day and you can kind of forget about some things that the witness is there. The priest or the deacon is there to say, Mm -hmm. this is a Catholic marriage. This man and this woman know what they're doing, at least insofar as making vows to one another. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I, I kind of maybe missed my opportunity to tell this anecdote, but um, go ahead. Yeah. So we we've been talking about conferring the right onto one another with witnesses. So that there's in almost all the movies, there's always that line that I've never really heard at a Catholic mass that might be omitted or not necessary. But they always say, um, if anybody among you should see reason why these two should not be married, speak now, or forever hold your peace. Mm-hmm. And the reason is because in like way back when people used to confer the right of marriage on themselves all the time because they could just go to the middle of nowhere. They didn't need to have it like officially documented or anything like that. So I just thought that was kind of a cool thing about marriage is it's it's between two people conferring the right onto each other. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And you know, something else that I love thinking about too is just my love for weddings and for wedding preparation and wedding planning <laughs> and marriages is just, you know, like the how the beauty that I see in that is just a glimpse of the beauty of, you know, Christ and his bride, the church. And, you know, um, I just, I heard a song probably six months ago and there there was one line of it that just stuck with me forever. And it says, like a bride waiting for her groom will be a church ready for you. And, you know, just thinking about how on a wedding day, like that bride is so ready to see her groom, you know, just Mm -hmm. so ready. And, you know, that is just a hint of what, of the longing that we should feel for our Lord, you know, mm-hmm. and just, oh, I love it. And that is a beautiful analogy because, I mean, marriage it can be have so many analogies in the life of faith. I mean, Christ mm-hmm. talks about, uh, I mean, letter of Ephesians, St. Paul writes about how Christ loves the church like a wife, like wives should love 
Mm-hmm. Husbands and wives should love each other like Christ loves the church and how mm-hmm. church loves Christ. Mm-hmm. And such a beautiful imagery and all that fun stuff. Yeah. Uh, also, I feel like I didn't finish my thought. Oh, the I'm reason sorry. That I'm sorry. They, no, no, it's okay. I kind of trailed off. The reason that they said, speak now or forever, hold your peace, was to make sure that it gave anyone an opportunity that was already married, had like secretly married them in the middle of nowhere, to say, no, I'm already married to this person. So that's why that right was initially, or that phrase was initially instituted into the wedding right. Interesting. Oh, while we're on the subject of tradition, um, you know, talking about why we say, yeah, hold your peace. Why does a woman wear a veil? There's a lot of cool (laughs) tradition behind that (laughs) that I learned about in Christian marriage. Um, When one of the reasons why is in the Bible, we read about Jacob and Jacob was tricked into marrying Leah and he was supposed to be marrying Rachel. Mm -hmm. So when a groom unveils his bride, it's to make sure that it's the right woman. <laughs> yeah, that is a tradition, though. But there's more. Yeah, there's like other beautiful traditions mm-hmm. behind a man unveiling a woman. Or when, if the father unveils the woman, then it's like he's presenting her. Yeah, to mm-hmm. to the group. I mean, there's so many beautiful traditions mm-hmm. in a wedding. Also, and Father yeah. Venture, the tradition, is this just an American tradition when the man and woman um, pray to Mary? Is that in the like liturgy that that is that is an option that uh-huh. that has been in organic growth because our blessed mother was married mm-hmm. um to saint joseph and um just entrusting uh their a couple entrusts their marriage to the intercession of the blessed mother as a way of like hey you had a beautiful marriage with saint joseph help us to have that same beautiful marriage to bear christ to the world mm. um I mean, it's an optional thing where it's right after communion, they take some flowers to a Marian altar or Marian shrine in the church. Um, And so there are all sorts of traditions, both secular and uh, religious. And the thing to remember, we're talking about Catholic weddings, so we don't do a lot of things that you might see in some like receptions and stuff like that in the Catholic ceremony because we already have a rich and beautiful tradition Mm -hmm. to express the what is happening in the union of a man and wife. And I think, you know, just to close, I had a good friend who, you know, she got married and she had a beautiful wedding. She was one of the ones who had, I think, 12 or 13 bridesmaids. <laughs> and, um, you know, she took on the day after her wedding, she went to the airport, dropped off many friends. She had a lot of friends from all over the country. And she's in the airport with her new husband and she just starts weeping. And she's she is just so, so just sad that the day is over, you know, and her husband looked at her and just said, sweetheart, don't worry. Like, that's what heaven is for, you know? And it was just Uh that, that, you know, that, that hope of, I know, I know it's really sappy. No, I like it. (laughs) Right. I like it. What's what's beautiful though, is that, you know, the day after the wedding brides, you don't have to be sad. You know, first of all, you have your whole life together, however long it is that our Lord allows that to be. But then also it just gives us a glimpse of what heaven is, you know, and just like the goodness of heaven. So on that note, um, would you like to close us in prayer, I sure would, yeah. So uh, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Dear Lord, we thank you for um, all the blessings you bestow on us. We'd like to pray in a special way for all those who are preparing for their vocation, especially their vocation of marriage. All glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end, amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Until next time, God bless you. Alive for More is a production of listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820. Archives of Alive for More and all of our locally produced programs are available at stgabrielradio.com. Then he